So we got organized noise here today. Yes, sir. Yeah. And the first question I want to get into is now y'all have more than 75 million in record sales. How that feel? Well, that's pretty good. It means that our popularity, it means that we've touched a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? And we and our music has been um you know, has been downloaded and digested, you know what I'm saying? Like like and received. You know, received. You know what I'm saying? So like, so, so that's important. That means that, um, yeah, we've helped touch and change a lot of people's lives. Okay. So, how did y'all come up with the whole name for Organized Noise? Uh, we had a singing group back and uh, ended up not working with them anymore. And uh, Rico, of yeah. course, came up with the name. And it was just like, man, we should just take that name because it makes so much sense. Organized yeah. Noise, you know? Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a girl singing group at first, but but once once we realized that we were, that we don't know, because we did have, because first we used to have bedroom eyes productions. It's underworld. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but those worlds, didn't, those, that didn't mean as much and when we met Ray. And it was like, I don't know, we just felt like um, after the Bomb Squad, we just, the name the name was a little bit more, it was a little harder than just a singing group then. It was like, yeah. you know, man, this is deep, organized, you know, organizing the sounds and music. And, and our process with making music was li literally like organizing noise taking bits from here and from there and making them all come together to feel like something. So that's what made us stick with it, you know what I mean? Organized noise. Oh. Okay, so now y'all also have the Netflix documentary, The Art of Organized Noise. So talk a little bit about that. Well, well we wanted to, you know, let some people who didn't know who we were, uh, what we did, you know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, we watched, uh, we, we'd done a bunch of interviews about Atlanta in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? And we felt like we need, we just needed to tell our story. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with the popularity of where Atlanta had grown to, you know, BH1, MTV, they kept doing these particular stories on, you know, um, then the Outcast 20 year anniversary was on its way up. Like they were just doing so many stories about it and they kept interviewing us. So we was like, you know what, man? <clears throat> We kind of are the beginning of the Southern hip hop history or whatever. Like from after that, it goes everywhere from T.I. to Ludacris to Lil Jon to Jeezy to, and it's still going. Two Chains, Future. It's like so. So we kind of need to let reintroduce ourselves, but but in in a, in a um, in an honest way though, not just a, um, a fluff piece. We kind of know, kind of explain where we've been and hopefully educate some people as well or whatever. Like. So we, we we got a chance to put something real together and um it's, and it's received, it was received really well and now it's looked at it's looked at as a part of history just like the albums we put out people look at you know they look at like history. Okay, so now y'all done produce for pretty much all of the southern well big name southern artists. Now, who haven't y'all produced for in the south right now that y'all might want to? Um. In the South right now. I would like to do something with, with uh, Young Thug. I think we're going to be careful. Yeah. Okay. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. In the South, um, let's see, let's see. It really wouldn't matter, man. I, I would like, I mean. Any, yeah, we open. Yeah, you know, anybody in the South, they know it's automatic. They ain't got to ask twice, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, it's really about. Not really automatic, though, but they, gotta, they might ask twice. <laughs> 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 Okay, so now Rico, how did the whole Future connection come about? Um, Future, um, 
my father and my brother, I didn't grow up with my daddy's side. I didn't meet him until I was probably like 11, 12, but you know what I'm saying? I did have a relationship with him. And I remember by this time, you know, I'm out of high school. I got music out or whatever. And we was kind of getting a little closer to where, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to know more about my my father's side of the family. And, um, and he, I remember him telling me, he said, so you got a little cousin. They say he can rap, man. He said he was good. I'm saying to check him out. But I really didn't believe him or whatever, but he ended up being Meathead, which that's Nevada's real barn. That's, that's future. That's my, so like, I was the first one. When I brought him over to the house or whatever, like, you know, it was cool to have somebody who kind of been around my father's side of the family. So I kind of like put him up under my wing for, for personal reasons. But he really loved music and loved seeing me in the studio working on artists seeing the lifestyle that came with it as far as, you know what I'm saying, getting up what time you want to get up, going to the bank, going to the club, whatever you wanted to do, but all of it going right back to being in the studio and working. Just waking up every day in the studio. I have my own studio at the house. And that kind of like, that's what developed, that's what helped Future, to, to, to not be rushed into like having to try to do it because your cousin do music and you want to rap, you want to do a demo. But now you get a chance to kind of like kick it, be around it, get that confidence and understand the process or whatever. So. Um, you know, by him doing that or whatever, like he, like I said, he wasn't around the dungeon with outcasts and everybody when we were sleeping on the floors. This was at my house where I had a studio in the house or whatever. So, but um, but by doing that or whatever, um, he stayed down, man. Like 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 once um once we moved from that house or whatever, that's when he kind of met Rocco and took advantage of the knowledge he had as far as being able to you know, cause that's that's what he needed with with some younger music or whatever, like. So once he got a chance to get some of them beats that them kids were sending for Rocco, because he met Mike Will, like um, Southside, all those little cats or whatever, like they, they was giving him them beats or whatever, and that's what that's what really helped elevate his game or whatever. Like, but yeah, Future is my little cousin, and I'm the one that um, introduced him to L.A. Reid or whatever. We can help him get the record deal. Okay, so what would you all say collectively is the biggest record so far that you all feel that you have produced? Waterfall. Waterfall. Waterfall is by TLC. But yeah. I mean, the invoice on the invoice on is pretty big. But, but but yeah. Oh, you didn't even know we did waterfalls on. No, so didn't. That's what's <laughs> up, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's really what's up. That's the big one. That's, that's the, that's the big one. That don't play the radio. Like like I'm being very honest. Like I could like, I, and outcast is important. Outcast is the most. But I, can, I I've been in situations. I'll be like, he said, name name some stuff you did. I said I said we produce outcast. And they might look. I might be an older white person, the person that might be licking in a certain kind of way. I said, did, I said, we did waterfalls, TLC. We did waterfalls? <laughs> oh, okay, no, that one. You know what I'm saying? That, that TLC got a chance to get across certain, you know what I mean, certain boundaries or whatever, like, you know what I'm saying? That was a nice voice, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now your future projects, what are you all going to be working on? I'm, I'm working on an a EP right now, a new solo project. We're gonna organize noise. Yeah, the, the actual album, but the album is gonna have like some of the unreleased stuff we was talking about, and some new stuff with some new artists, like stuff that we might have worked on, like Isaiah Rashad or Kent from Overdose or um, Scotty ATL. But we actually got a Scotty ATL whole project we just did too as well that we about to put out that people should that would be excited about too. Well, that's gonna be fresh. Huh? The big boy project. Yeah, 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 yeah,
Exactly. We got some we got some jammies on that, and we um, exactly produced it. So we was there throughout the process. So it's super, super, super solid. Super solid. So y'all also got a record with uh, Janelle Monet and oh, yeah. Sizzle as yes. well. Yes, yes, yes. We got a record with Janelle Monet. That is bananas. And Janelle is so beautiful and sexy and space and, and an astronaut. This one out of here right here. She, I mean, like, like she is out of here. Like her, this album right here is super sexy. We got a Kelly Rowland song too. Yeah. Okay, so that we can't PJ, wait to hear PJ that. Chicago kid. It's all. I mean, it's it's like four albums, so it's spread over four albums. You know, you can't take all that content in at one time. That would be overkill. You feel me? So, <clears throat> like, you got the art of organized noise. Each one of those words per se is an album. So the art is one album. Then organized is an album. Then noise is an album. You feel me? So if you if you if you look at it like that, then across all those three platforms that are coming, you feel me, you'll have all of this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, but, 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 no, but during the process, like, some of them artists, we worked on songs for them, we might do two or three, so we might take one and keep it for our record, one for them, so we just gotta decide, like, like Ray yes. said, the, the way we wanna put them out or whatever, but, but because of us putting the EP out, and it kinda like being just us, like, sleepy, and just us, what we can do, so we can kinda go out and do a couple shows or whatever, to kinda promote it, to promote it, to get that, to get the, um, the information super highway kind of going, so we throw the other stuff out. It, it won't be it won't be just um, as impersonal as big names, but it'll be but at least it'll be a little more personal to where at least we went out and connected with people with the EP because the rest of the records might have Wiz Khalifa, Andre 3000, but they're not necessarily gonna be it. They ain't gonna be doing the little interviews for us like that. So we <laughs> and, and like I said, each one of those albums is themed. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The art is themed. Organized is a thing, and the noise is a thing. Okay, so now y'all are also the original originators or uh, original creators of the Dungeon Family as well, right? Yes. Okay, so how did that come about? Well, the, the Dungeon is the studio, like like that's like the the Dungeon is the studio to where you know back then people a lot of people didn't have equipment. You know what I'm saying? We had some equipment. <laughs> that was the main. That was the main point, and then we knew what to do with the equipment. Like, 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 like Ray was. It was the we, trap house before the trap house. Yes, right. it was like. But it wasn't no dope. There yeah, it was, it was just dope, dope, dope in music. the music. Yes, it was like, and it was undeniable dope in the music. Like, like, where so it'd be like, man, I can listen to what's on the um, what, what comes on the video channel or might be on the radio, but y'all making beats that sound better than that. And people were used to like taking instrumentals and you rapping up with somebody else shit, but now you actually hearing some stuff that. Inspired, so it's almost felt like it really could happen for you. Right. Like, like it's one thing when you, when you ripping, but you ripping over something that's already popping. So it ain't gonna never be yours. But when you start to catch, and you catching over something that nobody never heard before, now you're doing some original music. Now, now your brain's starting to get a little excited, without you knowing it, those endorphins are going because you feel like, shit, I might can pop for real. Let me see how I connect or whatever. And that's what I think. That, that those, those are things that we got a chance to do and be a part of. Okay, so now focusing on the EP right quick, what is y'all favorite track from the EP? Uh, I would say We The Ones, it's my favorite. I don't really have one, I like all of them. Okay. That's a good answer. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I, I most definitely love um, that Kush, but I'm gonna say that um, anybody um, anybody out there, like the intro, I'm, I'm really like, like, that's still my, that's my dad. <laughs> It's my dad's 
So now one in particular track off of you got the uh, Kim Trials featuring Jimmy Brown and of course Sleepy. Now, how did that come about? Uh, it was um, a track that Ray <coughs> sent to me a while back and uh, while I was in Vegas. And, um, you know, living in Vegas, the skies are so clear. And every day I would just see all these trails in the sky and then like, wow, that's the Kim Trail, you know what I mean? Because you, you see it in Atlanta, but you don't really see it like you see it in Vegas. It's crazy, dude. So it just, I got, kind of got an idea of singing about it, but talking about it as if it was just a relationship with a certain girl, you know what I'm saying? And um, uh, once we finished the track, you know, Ray was saying, man, we need some horn on it. I'll, you know, automatically, I'm think of pop first, so. You know, he's always ready to work and, you know, wants to do stuff with me. So, all I gotta do is call him, he come right through and got on and blessed it for us. Okay, that's what's up then. So, now the last question I do want to ask you is if you all could tell us about the Dungeon Family Reunion concert and uh, your film coming up. Yep. Yep, we recorded the show. What music festival? Yeah, we documented the whole event, like yeah, that the stuff leading event. up to the show, yeah. after backstage, all the different stuff that happened. It was chaos like a mug, bro. And, and we had so many cameras on the actual performance, like so you got side cameras, different views, so yeah, it's really and they nice. did some, some behind the scenes interviews. So we plan to re release that or whatever. Hopefully, right. we have our um, LP ready to go at the same time, so we can kind of couple it. But if not, whatever comes first, they coming out. They coming out when they ready. Like you at the restaurant, yeah. Frank to the table when it's ready. Yeah. All right. That's what's up. So, uh, any last words y'all want to say anything? Oh, EP out right now, man. Pick it up. Organized Noise EP. Yeah. I'm very excited about the Seven Songs. Great, great album. Great concept, man. We're happy to be back out. All right, that's what it is, man. <laughs>